Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Derek. I'm your host, Stuffy. <laughs> Stuffy. Stuffy. Stuffy Dom Dom. We are currently on episode 114, and we're happy to have Golf Roots on the podcast. They are a mission-driven company making the game more affordable and sustainable. Make sure to give them a follow on the Instagram channel. Their handle is at golf, G-O-L-F dot roots, R-O-O-T-S. Guys, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and joining us. Thanks so much for having us. Yep, excited yeah. to be here. Yeah. So before we get too in depth, what do you mean by mission driven? Because I'm just yeah. curious what your guys' definition of that is. Yeah. So that, that what that really means for us is that everything we do fits in with our mission of just making golf more accessible. So, you know, really it's it's all around not just, you know, affordable equipment, but what other ways can we uh, you know, make equipment more accessible, which is in large part, you know, relies on the demystification of golf equipment. So golf equipment is so complex, um, you know, from, you know, hybrids to irons, like all these things don't make sense intuitively. And so part of accessibility is making those things make sense. And so um, that's why our social media is designed as such. That's why you know, we put out a lot of content talking about great options at affordable prices. Everything we do fits in with that mission ultimately. And I would say the other pieces. You know, we really embrace the concept of doing well by doing good, right? We can run a profitable, good business while also really making a difference and an impact on on people's lives. And, and so that's the only thing I would add to what Ben said. Well said. Yeah. Like both of those uh, definitions in terms of the mission. That, that's awesome. I think every good company or business should have a good mission. And that's as well said. Um, I, obviously, we're excited about having you guys on this podcast. I know we've kind of I think we've we've messaged back and forth uh some a few times and um I love what you guys are doing like you said you guys built like a really good Instagram channel the content you put out is high quality um but you're at the end of the day you're also a business so can you tell us a little bit about Golf Roots where the name came from and how long ago you started the company Yeah so the name itself comes from the phrase grassroots or the word grassroots I should say um the idea of that is that the company that we're we've been building is really growing from the roots up, right? It's growing the game from the roots, which as we see it, if you look at our logo, there are three roots. The first one is the cost of equipment is too high and it's just too hard for people to start playing. Then golf is too confusing from a rules perspective, from an etiquette perspective, and, and ultimately from a, from your swing even. And then finally, it's not easy to find places to play where you're comfortable playing with people that you're comfortable playing with. And so those roots, if we can fix all those things, you know, we can really, and I, I, I don't want to overuse the term grow the game, but you know, it fits with this analogy. We're yep. growing golf. If we can, we can work towards that. And that's what, where that idea came from. Well I guess to out. finish that, yeah, we, we've been around for just about three years now uh, to address the second part of your question. Uh, started it both at, at the end of college uh, when Ben and I were finishing up over over that winter break. So happy to go deeper there uh, if we want to. But yeah, just about three years now. That's awesome. So that's fairly. Yeah, young that's a lot of growth company. within three years. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we started it um, in my parents garage during our senior year of college. Then we went off to school um, and ran the business from from school and then came back. Jake moved to Washington, D.C., and then we finally got him back here last year. So, yeah, awesome. it's, been a, it's been a fun journey. And are you guys originally, so you're located in Texas. Are you guys originally from Texas? 
We are. We we grew up like five minutes apart, um, and we played so- on the same soccer team together from when we were five until we graduated in high school. Awesome. Did you guys have like a a background in like business, or when you went to college, did you you're like, hey, I want to start a company, or was this like, where did the idea come from? So I, I'd started a few smaller little businesses here and there, and, and I know Jake had done a, a couple. Um, I, I really what it started as was I just started selling golf clubs during the pandemic. I'd worked at a golf course and they'd given me some of their old demo clubs and I was bored. And so I started selling stuff on Facebook marketplace from there. I started trying to get more clubs. And so I'd consign them from neighbors. I'd go on next door and Facebook and try to get people to let me sell their clubs for them. Um, and eventually I asked one of my economics professors in college and he actually gave me a bunch of his clubs to sell. And when I say a bunch, it was about 15 bags full of clubs with like oh, 10 Scotty Camerons, including the one I have in my bag today. Um, so cool. and, and so that's really what, what kickstarted that, you know, we, I really wanted to make it so that more people could play in the, play the game. And part of that was that people didn't know what to buy when they wanted to buy used clubs. And so I started to put together full sets for friends. And that's where Jake comes into the picture. Jake was a friend who I knew was going to business. And so I reached out to him trying to sell him a full set of clubs and I'll let Jake take it from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I guess a little background is I would say I was definitely similar to Ben in that entrepreneurial, you know, a few small businesses, things like that. Um, But I, I studied computer science and economics and, and went into consulting, thought I might pursue something in that in like the kind of AI world, definitely sure. did not expect to do a golf startup. Um, but yeah, so, you know, our senior year, Ben reached out asking if I wanted a full set. I basically said no, but I love entrepreneurship. And so kind of came back, helped him build a website to display the clubs. And then very soon after that, um, we incorporated or not incorporated, but became an LLC and, you know, yep. did all the paperwork and fun stuff. So, you know, Ben really told most of the story and then he reached out to me and I saw it as a business opportunity as a non-golfer at the time. I like going full circle now, like sort of like hanging out with each other back in the day. And then also now you're in business, you know, exactly. together. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so you started the company three years ago. Uh, we were just kind of browsing your website. Um, you have quite the the team. Like how, how, like, I mean, I'd imagine like having your own company is very difficult, but being able to build a team, like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak a bit on that. Um, you know, that's been one of the the biggest challenges we've faced over three years has been finding really great people who buy into what we're doing. You know, we're so mission driven. It's vital that we find people who, who see that mission and want to be a part of that too. And so um, we are so, so lucky that we have such an amazing team who comes to work every day, um, driven by what we're trying to achieve. And and it's a great place to work. And I know every, every person who owns a business is going to say that about their business. But, you know, I, I think that we've developed a culture where people are empowered to make decisions that drive their part of the business forward. And, and that's what we constantly look for as we build our team is can we find people who see problems and identify those problems and then find solutions without waiting for the rest of the crowd to follow. And that's really what we've, we've been able to achieve. And so that's probably one of the things, and I, I think I can speak for Jake with this. That's one of the things that we are most proud of is the team that we've compiled um, and are continuing to build 
These guys are absolutely amazing. And we're really lucky to have all of them. And yeah, just it just gets me excited every day getting to work with a team of people who care so much about what we're building together. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't have said it better. You know, I think we have, I, I hope, a pretty easy mission to buy into, right? That we're trying to make the game more accessible and affordable. And, you know, like Ben said, we're really fortunate that, you know, people have have come to work with us to to spread that mission and, and grow the game. So, you know, I, nothing really to add, though. I'm sorry, Jake. I'm just stealing all, all your answers right now. Well, you guys, I mean, everything is like, everything you guys are saying, I mean, it's sell. So, I said, I'm in. Yeah, it, the the culture, right? And that's that's the thing. It's a, it's almost probably one of the most important parts about building a team and right. and, and a business is you, you got to find the right people that really you know fit that culture. And I think that's yeah, it's weird how much I relate to this. So, God, back in what May, I got promoted, and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna be the guy." I'm just like, "Oh my God, I am the guy." <laughs> and then I left on two vacations, so I don't know how much of the guy I was for the first little bit. Um, I've had to like rebuild teams and stores, and uh, I was talking to Derek about this. Mm-hmm. Everybody I've hired is like a mini me, and it is creepy and weird. But so there's like like five dom doms running around. But it's good. So you kind of like I said it goes back to like it goes into you know the team building, the culture aspect yeah. of things. You know, at the end of the day, going to work should be fun, right? And right. what is more fun than getting to work and play with golf clubs? Yeah, I make the your guys' videos are so fun and entertaining. I wholeheartedly love them, and I find myself just like watching them. And to me, you guys have a great blend of everything, and I'm super excited to have you guys on, and for more people to kind of learn about you guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah, because yeah. there's I feel like there's a lot of companies that do what you guys do, right? You know, use mm-hmm. mark use clubs stuff like that. But I've never seen anybody market them the way you guys do and make it look like it's generally fun. Like I saw the video today where it was um, shipping the order one minute after the purchase. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, man, if I'm a customer, I am jacked up that I ordered it at six thirty and six thirty one. I got the shipping, dude. Everyone, yeah, everyone when they order something like that's their first thing. Like now, they're just constantly checking their phone. Oh, yeah, I right, sit right, by right, the right. window. Yeah, where's I the track? I sit by that window. Yeah, yeah. yeah like where's, where's the track? Where's the track? Now that I have it. I'm staring out the window yeah. waiting for it. And, yeah, and I'll give credit, Ben credit here too. You know, he sent that. And and I told, I manage most of our, our content. And I was like, I don't think this is going to do very well. It didn't seem <laughs> like the quality was that high. It was very chaotic as as you may have noticed. But that's just our world. That's just our world. Yeah, you know? you're so, right. And and it's really cool to be able to do stuff like like that and to have people that are interested in it. We're very fortunate. Yeah. J- Jake's always done a- the- Oh, I'm it's sorry. always the videos you don't think are going to do yeah. well that like pop off. Like right. um, the one with John with Ben at Buenahente, he comes up every fucking episode. <laughs> um, Derek's like, dude, you got to make a reel about the Stanley stuff because Stanley's right now are popping. That reel. Just do like a random question yeah. about Stanley's. We caught that, him off guard about the Stanley's. That reel like, fire questions. did not perform well. The one that performed really well was him talking about just golf. And I'm like, it's funny how the one we really wanted yeah. people to go, wow, like, that's so weird, didn't do it. Where, you know, to your credit, right. yeah, it's chaotic. Yeah, but like, yeah, our podcast is kind of chaotic when Derek's not here. So like, it's, it's like the yin and the yang effect. <laughs> yeah. I think people can sense, you know, when it's genuine or organic and, and when it's not, right? I think, yeah. you know, you're totally right on that. And when we've tried to do some of the more manicured stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't do as well. Um, and, and, you know, I think back to one of our early videos that, 
didn't go viral, but it you know got 75,000 views or whatever, which was crazy for us at the time. And it was Ben putting on tape onto a baking rack. Oh, so yeah. Bubs wouldn't scratch. And that it was, was just like, it was like small business. Like, <laughs> tell me your small business without telling me your small yeah. business. And we, we were like, why would video. anybody watch this? Um, yeah. And, and I, yeah. I think just to go back to kind of what we were talking about earlier about kind of the, you know, unpolished, you know, videos we put up where it seems like a really fun place to be. That's really a big part of what we're trying to do. And this is kind of a long winded explanation, but when I got started playing, I started playing golf when I was about four, three or four years old through my grandpa. He was huge into golf at the time and wanted me to play. And so he taught me how to swing the clubs and we played a bunch. And then when I was about six, I, I stopped cold turkey and I didn't really play golf again until I was 18. And so at that time, I got hand-me-down clubs from my grandpa and my dad really helped me with the etiquette and the swing and all those things. And come 2020 in the pandemic, I realized that there were so many people who don't have that person in their lives to help them through their golf journey or, or really taking those first steps even. Yep. And so a fundamental part of what we're trying to put out there of our marketing is we want to be that resource. We want to be that friend, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, the granddad, the, the dad, the mom, you know, whoever it is, we want to be that for people who don't have that in their lives. And so for us, creating social media around um, really genuine organic um, content that makes people feel comfortable with us really helps people in our eyes feel comfortable with the game and a game that historically has you know done its best to keep a lot of people out and so that's really that's one of our fundamental values is um, is making it so that people feel comfortable and, and that's what we try to achieve on social and Jake does a fantastic job of that. Uh, as well do you do you guys have um you, know, you have like a facility can anyone just show up there is it like appointments or how, how does that work yeah. if someone wants to buy clubs oh, yeah, I, get, Derek and i just run around and go nuts yes yeah we get like, <laughs> like three to five people who come in daily probably um okay. we've got a tiny sign up above it um and and people just come in and it's a lot of people local too and they'll just google like place to buy golf clubs and they'll show up and be like, Whoa, I've never heard of this before. This is a hidden gem. Um, and we're like, yeah, we're, we're all online, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. To, to Ben's point, it's like 95 plus percent online, but you know, we love it when people come in, you know, it's fun yeah. to meet customers and interact in person. So yeah. How many and, clubs and do you think you have right now in the, in oh your shop? God. Uh, if we're counting like clubs and sets and stuff too, like not an iron sets, not one, it's all the irons. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like 12,000, Jake, what do you think? Is that probably more than that? I, I mean, we have like 6,000 items on the website right now. And a lot and of those are iron sets. Double that, you know, waiting to be processed, maybe a little less. But yeah, all the iron sets, full sets. I mean, we've yeah. got a lot of golf clubs. I'd say 15,000 at least. If, 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 if pretty much if you're looking for something, we either have it or we'll get it in in the next like week or two. Okay. <laughs> my next question like do you do you get a lot of well one like repeat customers or like do you get a lot of people like that'll shoot you guys just like a dm or message like hey i'm looking for this can you help me find it like i don't maybe i don't want to pay 500 for a brand new one but i'm yeah. looking for a used one for maybe 300 or 350 absolutely and we're also working on a system to make it easier for people to to find like very specific things that they're waiting on to come into 
but yeah, we, we get people asking for those requests a lot and we get a ton of repeat customers too. Um, especially people like to, you know, they're piecing together their bag. They want their ideal clubs and maybe they're not ready to spend all the money either on new or to just get everything at once. And so they'll piece it together over time. And so that's really cool to see. Uh, cause you, you can tell, you know, based on their orders, like who's building their set or if someone gets all those things at once, it's like, that's really exciting. Or they just get a full set from us, which is also really neat. I'm really mad you said that because I really want a Betonardi putter, but I don't want to spend the Betonardi prices. There you go. I think, I think they have the nicest looking putter out there. I, they are pretty sweet. Other than the Mizuno I just bought. That Mizuno what? I bought is sexy. Did, did you know that Betonardi made putters for Mizuno for, for years? Those Mizuno I'm fully used it. So I, I work with Mizuno. Oh, sick. I didn't know that. Which is, which is, are they out of Chicago? Like Illinois? Yes. Yes. Because I think Bob lives in Illinois. We are one of our guys met him, I think at one of our trade in events. Oh, he did. Yeah. 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 That's, it was Chicago. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, So So he had a, yeah. Mizuno, he works with. Yeah. I I work. I have a Mizuno rep. Love him. I see him on Thursday. I see him way too often. To be totally honest. He doesn't listen to hi, Brian. Um, yeah, there's a Betonardi putter that has like the honeycomb on it. And I saw that oh, and I was like, yep, game over. I need it. Nice. And I know a guy who has one. The issue is he's like way bigger than me. So the putter's Put too long. Cut it down. But like, I'm just um, like, oh my down. God. And he's like, it's so great. And then I bought my Mizuno. And I was like, dude, it's better than a Scotty. I'm like, cool. I don't like Scotty's. They're dumb. <laughs> I'll get the Mizuno. What do you not like about Scotty's? Uh, just like the pretentiousness around them. Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because oh yeah, you love them or hate them. I think I, I right, feel right, like right. it's one of those things where you know. Don't get me wrong. I have a sneaker collection. I have a camera collection. The difference with that stuff is I wear all the shoes. I use all the cameras. People collect Scotties. They're like, I'll never hit this thing. I'm like, right, right. I'm like, I don't get it. You hit it once. Nobody's gonna know. I was guilty with that with Jordan shoes for a long time, but that has been really, really. Push me. So now I, I try to wear most of all my shoes too. I'm I'm also a collector, not nearly to Dom's level, but I don't have trying to like I don't actually have use board, what I have versus yeah. like just putting it in a in the closet yeah. and just like oh look how nice I have a is. I have a buddy so with Scott, right and he got this. I know every time he misses a putt, it's never him. It's always the club. And then every time he makes a big putt, it's any club though. Well, but then whenever he makes a big putt, it's never his skill set or him growing as a golfer. It's always. I bought this club and now it works. I'm just like, that's our favorite type of person. Yeah. Right? He, he, he needs to come see us. I think I'll send, I'll send him the link. Exactly. So you were just trying but to get some business for you guys. That's, you we're that, that's more so my big issue is just like the pretentiousness around it. Oh, I sure. think they are beautiful works of art, especially people who redo them and customize them. I appreciate yeah. it. But just the people that are like, it's the best thing since sliced bread. I'm like, that is wrong. Yeah. It's I mean, taco. He, yeah. But then yeah. it's like there's all these great putters and you want to focus on one guy who does not care about you. Right, right. I, I think that like, you know, for putters, it's great to get fitted for putters, but ultimately a big part of it's confidence. And so mm-hmm. if you feel good looking over that putter, it could be a I don't know, it could be something you bought at Goodwill or it could be something you bought for two thousand dollars as a Sir, Scotty Cameron Circle T or something. You know, really, it, it, the confidence piece is so is so vital. If you look down at your putter and you're like, "Oh boy, I'm about to, I hate that's this a, thing." That's a really good point. I agree. Like, well, this thing's with my driver I'll, too. I'll, yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, I'll tell you something. I, I whenever I play the rental sets at, at at clubs, like if it's not if I'm 
I get this sounds this is about to sound so stupid, but I actually often will just putt with like a, the 60 degree wedge in the bag over putting with a different putter just because I the look just like I feel like when I set up over, I'm so used to my putter when I set up over the ball, it's like there's zero chance I make this putt. You like, just I lost all your confidence. You're just like, I'm I not even, feel, even. Yeah. I don't feel, and I'm actually pretty good at putting with a wedge. It's kind of ridiculous skill to have and totally useless. But in what's your favorite putter? It's a 60 degree Cleveland. (laughs) Right, exactly. But like, uh, yeah, so like, I I just don't feel confident. I won't even use it. For me, it's a, it's a shape and you can attest to this. I'm I'm not, I'm not bad. No, 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 not at all. But if it's like the spiders, Garbage. Can't do it. They're too That's, big. They are dumb. People like them because they're tailor-made and people like to hop on tailor-made. <laughs> it's stupid. That's how I feel about like the stealths and everything. Pe- Anyways, <laughs> as long as it's like a blade or like something like a blade-ish, it doesn't matter where the shaft is, if it's bent, if it's in the middle, right, if right. It's top, it doesn't matter. If, if it's a blade, I can normally do pretty well with it. And for reference, if you guys are wondering what the hell Mizuno I bought, it is the MOI-02. So oh, it's sure. the, the new new. But yeah. I got it in that really cool blue. Yeah, yeah I love the blue. Putters. We were just at the PGA show and the, the Mizuno, we spent probably literally an hour in the Mizuno section. I think and- I think Mizuno converted one of our, our guys who's a Titleist guy yeah. over to the Mizuno. I got let me think. I, I don't think I'm allowed to like say what I paid, but I got a deal. <laughs> like a deal I, and a I, half. Mizuno is so underrated. It's like it's shocking. Like I feel like they they're only underrated because they don't pump a ton of money like TaylorMade or Callaway or Ping Tylos. Marketing, marketing. Like, you know, if you're a newer golfer, I mean, I can't think of a better club than like one of Mizuno's hot metal iron series. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It feels great and it performs really great, but they don't have as much of a hold on, on that marketing as, as these big other big dogs do. And so, a lot of people miss out on clubs that could be perfect for them, which is a friend of ours, friend of the pod. His name is wheels. He's with sucker pen. Um, All wheels uses is Mizuno. Yeah. His entire bag straight down to the bag. Mizuno. He's a loyal Mizuno guy. (laughs) Like his hat, Mizuno, his glove, Mizuno. Everything. I don't know if he uses Mizuno balls. I don't think they make Mizuno. They, they do. do make balls. Oh, yeah. 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 I almost some. bought a yeah. set, but I'm like, okay, I didn't even know that. I was going to buy a dozen, but I'm like, oh, I'm cheating on Jordan. So I couldn't. Um, but everything in his bag is Mizuno. And he said, his cell phone, Mizuno, his yeah. car, Mizuno. Well, it's <laughs> his wife, Mizuno. It's, it's, it's Mizuno Blue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I sent it and he goes, holy shit, that's sexy. And I was like, I know. It is nice. I know. That's awesome. Um, what like what's the most common club that you guys sell? Or actually, let me rephrase it. Do you sell sets? Are those more common selling sets or do you sell individual clubs more? So this the full sets are like the I think the coolest thing that we one of the coolest things that we do. Top top two coolest things we do. The full sets, we're really like the only company in this space that does high quality, high quality used affordable full sets of clubs so that's anywhere from like a hundred usually around like 200 to two thousand dollars and everywhere in between so these full sets we build ourselves we find sets that have the right shafts you know the right style so we're not going to put game improvement irons with you know more of a player style style driver head woodhead all that stuff we build these sets we build try to match them up years we match them up with the brands all these things and these fly off the shelves 
because think about it, you know, what that, well, first of all, that was one of the things we wanted to do from the start were, were full sets. That's why I tried to sell Jake the first time we were making these full sets as a part of our mission. And the reason why it is, is because if you don't know golf, you know, it's really hard to buy used clubs. And if you are new to golf, the best way to go is use clubs. There's a cognitive dissonance there, right? Why are we not making it easier for people who want to buy used clubs to buy used clubs? If you are a brand new golfer and you walk into one of these used golf club stores, you are so screwed, right? We're going to upgrade you over to it. Yeah. You have no You either are going to get screwed by the salesperson or you're just going to buy random stuff. Like someone you know, who's brand new bought like all these random clubs from us, like all extra stiff, like all. So we called them. We're like, hey, are you sure this is what you're trying to order? And they're like, uh, can you help me? Yes, of course. That's why we do the full sets. Because if people don't feel comfortable with the, the knowledge they possess to buy used clubs, what are they going to do? They're either not going to play golf or they're going to go buy a crap box set from unnamed box set companies. I think you know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. though. And these clubs seem like a tremendous deal, $300, $500, $600. Oh, and it comes with the bag. They're terrible clubs. And they retain zero value once you take them out of the box. I mean, that's a huge problem for, for people who are budget conscious. These clubs don't perform well. They break and they have no value. And so that's where the full sets come in. We sell a ton of these because it makes it easy and, and the prices are good. Um, and so like those, are, you know, we sell a, a, a ton of individual clubs and we sell way more individual clubs than we do full sets. But I mean, we sold, I, I think right around a, a thousand full sets of clubs, um, for, for newer golfers last year alone. I mean, that, and, and, and that was with starting the full sets later in the year. And those, those are really great ways to get started in the game or make your first upgrade into the game too. Sure. So You've got grandpa's ping I2s and, you know, you've got the G2 driver, which was my situation. Now you're going to switch up to ping G425 full set, ready to go, right? Exactly. So I have a dumb question because I know we just kind of talked about everything, but just to like simplify everything, what sets you guys apart from like, um, I've ordered stuff from like three balls golf. You know, yeah. I'm a big fan of used clubs. I think it's the best way to go, especially if you're wanting to test out yeah. Kind of a club because I'm like, we were playing and I'm like, God, I don't have a wedge for this distance. I luckily, we've had people on where I could like build a club mm -hmm. and you know, hook it up, but I still paid for it. I love that damn club, anyways. <laughs> you know, I like to peruse, you know, use clubs, you know, maybe I can get it cheaper, or whatever. What sets you guys apart? And I know we just talked about, you know, what you guys do helping customers, but right. just like simplify it for everybody. What's it you guys have apart from like a second swing, a three balls golf, stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So so if there are a few things that set us apart, um, one is going to be the full sets of clubs. No one else does that like we do. Um, number two is going to be we have the least expensive starter set in the entire golf industry. It's $89.99. It's called the Just the Root set. You get a wood, an iron, a wedge, and a putter, plus five balls. For $89.99. And when you're ready to upgrade to a real full set, you get 100% of that money back to upgrade. So all $89.99, you get that back. Those you can are two balls for $89.99. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's one, two of the ways to set us apart. Another way is on the social media side, 
you know, we don't just say we're trying to grow the game and blah, 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 blah. There are so many companies that just spew bullshit about how they're trying to help golfers and they don't actually give a crap. They're really just in for the money, essentially. Right. So, yeah. you know, if, you know, I don't want to just say our prices are better. They are, you know, but, they, you know, it's, it's also that we produce content to help people find the right clubs for their budget, not just the right clubs to make us the most amount of money. Ultimately, we know that every club that we have is going to sell and every club we have had has always sold historically. And so it, it matters more to us to create a better experience and help golfers get into the game, knowing that they're going to come back to us than it does to make a, you know an extra $10 price gouging someone on you know a, a club that came out 10 years ago. And, and I can't really say the same for our competitors. It seems rather short-sighted you know, to, to really take the most from their, the customers possible. That's really not what we're about. And then I'd say one other thing is that we're making serious efforts to extend beyond just being, you know, a used club peddler into helping golfers find instructors and instruction and also, you know, also connecting them with golf courses and providing value to that side of the industry from a, you know, a club perspective. We want to help the whole industry. We don't want to, you know, we don't be a detriment to pro shops and, clubhouses that are trying to make money themselves we want to help get more people into the system play more golf that's better for everyone including the consumer which is ultimately our main focus i, I would want to say, add to that but yeah you yeah you kind of nailed the nailed the, yeah. right on the, the head there but i'll let, the, I'll the let whole, jake take over in one second yeah. here but yeah, the one ahead. thing i'll say is that we're taking a more modern approach to a historically antiquated industry and 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 i mean the fact that we've come in and we've been around for three years and we already have more followers on social media than every single one of these us-based companies that's been around for on average 15 years i mean that tells you something you gotta meet the people meet people where they are right especially if if they're the ones that you know we're trying to get into the game you know people who are are young who might not have grown up on the course who are entering the professional world etc and, you know, I think Ben explains it really well. I think he's he's got it down to a science at this point. But, you know, the other piece I would emphasize is, you know, that customer experience, which is something that we really focus on. So beyond the prices, you know, beyond the the sharing of knowledge, you know, things like the video you saw today where, you know, we turn around and ship something a minute after it's ordered. But, you know, that that also extends to, hey, is this going to get to me by Friday for my, you know, weekend golf trip? And it's not, you know, we'll upgrade their shipping and say here, yeah, now it will. And, you know, we'll send head covers, we'll send towels. You know, we really want to be that customer service based brand where, you know, you're getting the best experience. And that's why we see so many returning customers, Yeah, you know, think of a Zappos or, or even Amazon or some of these pet companies, right? They have such great customer service. You don't want to go anywhere else. No brainer. If, even if it wasn't just that the price is better. Right. right, that, right. That's how we really retain, you know, a, a loyal following and, and community. And then one one other thing that sets us apart. Sorry, I know this is a very long answer. Oh, no, no, I love it. This is all great information. I think it, it makes sense why you guys have such a good platform and have done such an amazing job. Yeah, I'm shopping on your website, so, so don't <laughs> mind me. <laughs> love it. You know, I, I think one other thing that sets us apart is the way that we acquire the inventory. So I mentioned that that we're not trying to take from these pro shops. We're trying to build them up too. What we do, the way we acquire our inventory is we run these things called trade-in days. 
um, at clubs around the country where our team flies out to the club. Members bring in their old clubs they don't want anymore. They trade them in. They get pro shop credit at their pro, pro shop. We pay those courses 100% of that credit and then ship the clubs back to our headquarters in Dallas. That was going to be my next question is to ask you how you actually acquire a lot of these clubs. So Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's how we do it. We work ex- almost exclusively with private clubs. Um, and and the cool thing about that is, is that at a lot of these private clubs where it costs, you know, let's face it, a lot of money to join. Yep. These people have done really well in their careers. And they've made a lot of money and they spend a lot of it on golf. And so when we when we come and do these events, the way we market them is we make it so these people, you know, not only are they getting credit, but they're also able to help someone else in their journey into golf. And so they feel like they're a part of that mission, too. So we're supporting these pro shops and these courses by helping them make incremental sales. For years, they've been losing out to, you know, Dick Sporting Goods and, and PJ Superstore and all these online stores. We're helping them get those sales back. We're helping the members clear out their old old clubs, you know, make their spouses happy and, and clearing out the garage, right? And also getting credit to buy new ones. Right. Yeah, kind of thing. I can't I can't relate. <laughs> but I'm in the spouse thing. Well that do, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're they're able to do something good with their and, and get money for, from it to buy more clubs. And people get so excited about that. I mean, it's really cool to be able to do that and then provide that. On the consumer side, we're able to say, okay, we we're, we're able to get these clubs for really fair prices, so that way we can make it so that consumers can afford these on the back end, and, sure. and that way we can make golf more accessible as a whole. So the really unique thing about our business is that we are supporting all elements of the golf industry, right? We're we're able to create kind of a symbiotic system where we're all able to feed off of each other and work together. In, in an industry that seems like, you know, we've been pushing other people down. It's been, you know, how can we make the courses more money at the expense of consumers? Or how can we make it easier for consumers at the expense of courses and pros? What we're trying to do is lift them both up together. And, and that's really, I think, what ultimately sets us apart is that everyone has some role in that mission. It's a great idea. Like, where did that come from though? Like, I mean, you said you first started it doing the Craigslist or Facebook yeah. marketplace and all that stuff. And like, to even think of that, I mean, it's very well thought out. I I mean, it's a great idea. And again, it's like everyone wins, right? The person that's getting rid of the clubs is selling them back. Now they're actually being part of another story for someone else. that's going to put them in their hands. So you're almost like recycling almost in a way, but yeah. at an affordable rate, like where, where did that idea come from? So early on when I was getting into golf, um, I, I had my grandpa's clubs and they were senior flex ping G five irons. And I was like, I need something better. And so I did not have a lot of money and I was very frugal and I was trying to figure out how to get clubs. And so I started reaching out to friends. Hey, I know you play golf. I'm really getting into the game. Do you have anything in your garage? You'd you know, be interested in selling me or getting rid of. And what I realized quickly was that so many people have so many golf clubs in their garages they collect them. They let them sit there. I've become guilty of this myself yeah. at this point, but that I realized that quickly that that there are so many golf clubs that people hang on to. And so um, when when we started this, what Jake and I did was we called like every golf course in Dallas and went around and helped them clear out their lost and founds and parts of their bag room and stuff. And what that eventually grew into was how can we provide more value to these courses beyond just taking their lost and found clubs. Well, candidly, I mean, we also, you know, ran out of lost. 
not to yeah. make us sound like genius. Like there was a point where it was like, you know, we started buying off of eBay and off of Facebook and right. like, that's I, not I, scalable or sustainable. I'd spend five hours a day on eBay doing, um, sending offers for clubs, trying to get deals because we couldn't find any other way to get clubs. Yeah. And then finally shining rock in, in, uh, in Northbridge, Massachusetts, there's one a pro there who I used to work with out in New Mexico. It's like, hey, we've got some old old clubs. I convinced him to let us buy them. And so that's where the idea started to form and that where we would just buy you know clubs old stock. And eventually we were like, okay, we can also have your members trade in clubs. And I was at one course pitching and the pro said, Hey, do you, I, 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 do you guys also do this? Like if we did a demo day, could you come out like day of with a table and do it? And I'm like, yeah, of course we do that all the time. We had never done this before. And, and so we had to to figure out what that would look like, what a yep. trade. It's total. Uh, I was totally bullshitting, but like, you know, that's how that always goes along with a lot of stories though. They just say it. Yeah. Yeah. We've done that. And they've never figured it out. Before. Yes. Like, now we got to Right. And so Jake and I were both working full-time jobs at this point. And um, and, and so we started to flesh out that this trade in day idea. And at that point I was like, okay, this is it. This idea is going to work like screw it. Let's just do it. And so the day before my 23rd birthday, I put in my two weeks notice. We hadn't done a single trade in day yet. We, two days later, we ran our first trade in day. So I'd already quit my job. And at this point we work with some of the best courses in the world. Um, running these events and we did like, I don't know. I think we, we purchased like over 800, yeah, over $800,000 yeah. of clubs last year from these trade in days. Should I quit um, my job? <laughs> I'm going to join golf. <laughs> yeah. so, that's awesome. That's very impressive. That's such a cool story. But that's kind of where, where we got to where we were with the trade in days. Um, you know, it, it's like, that's a lot of entrepreneurial stories. Like you know, fake it yes. till you make it to something. Exa- well, exactly. That's kind of what's going back to. It's like, yeah, a lot, there's been a lot of, I love the entrepreneur side of things. Um, and you hear a lot of stories, like a lot of startups, like that's what it is like kind of the same thing. Fake right. it till you make it. And then you just, you figure it out and you do it, you know, exactly. normally you're dedicated and you already know, like you have a vision of what you want to do. So you're going to get there regardless. But sometimes right. like you said, you just got to kind of fake it. But so when you, um, this has been an awesome episode, by the way. Very informational. We really appreciate your time. So we'll probably spend like another 10 minutes, 15 minutes, if that's okay with you guys. Got a couple more questions. And, and also, if you, we've got some some takes on the golf industry as a whole that if you want us to hop on another podcast at some point in time, we'd be more than yeah. happy to. I'd love to do a part two episode, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, we can we can do a little bit more uh, uh, um, business-related questions, but we can get the other side of the golf industry. I think that would be very cool. We so. should have an episode where we just shit on brands. <laughs> I love no, that. Don't do that. I mean, I already feel like I do. <laughs> yeah, follow our Instagram. It's so funny if you follow our Instagram or TikTok. Like when we say anything bad about a brand, it's like there's some hardos in the comments oh, yeah. just pissed, just what? waiting for it. Just, the, the, the keyboard warriors. Well, yeah, are it's, it's, yeah. it's funny because like all my friends have tailor made, other than you, and they're it, it's all the same bag. And I'm like, you guys are so boring. Yeah. Like, That's like sick. they can't survive if they don't have a tailor-made driver with their tailor-made tires. I'm like, shut up, be yourself. That's the beauty of be golf yourself. right now. Yeah. Is there's really so many good personalities in it. That's what we They're say. Great at marketing. Really at marketing. It's pretty impressive, really. My bag doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> not at all. I have, I have three wedges and two of them are different brands. Uh, yeah it's kind of cool though being able to like it's cool to have like a full set of the same brand but it's also kind of nice to have like 
a set where you can kind of just throw in wherever you want, mix and match. I mean, like I said, there's really no right or wrong way to do it as long as you feel comfortable hitting the club. Well, and I feel like every brand does something better, right? Like, I love my driver. I don't remember what it is, but it's Callaway. Callaway, yeah, it's the Callaway. Me too. Rogue. Rogue ST. Yeah. Nice. That's what it is. Love it. Spent way too much money. Love it. Everything else in my bag? Uh, Cobra. <laughs> Funny enough. There you go. Edges, I have two SM9 Vokies. And then I built a 52 with our guy um, in Canada. Oh, yeah. Haywood. 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 Love oh, nice. that. Yeah. That's Haywood's really cool. sick. That's a, yeah. it's a sick 50. That thing spins like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. And then my putter is Mizuno. And then I only use Odin balls because, like, Jordan's got a chokehold on me and my wallet. <laughs> They're very affordable golf balls. You know, again, if you're not nice. a pro, it really does, you know. But, like, none of the bag matches. And I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Diversity agree. in your bag. It's cool. Exactly. What, whatever um, works. And that's what it comes down to. You know, at the end of the day, like, if you feel comfortable with playing, like, if, if you stink and you're like, dude, this, I'm just not performing properly, then it's like, okay, well, you know, it, it, it could be you, but it could be the clubs. And that's where you try to find somebody that can be. I am missing a seven right. iron, though. Yeah, I broke a seven it's iron. Up. still got to be. But I actually got to get it. So we have, so yeah, we, I snapped it at a um, golf outing. And so I still have the club with the, the broken shaft. So I need to get the shaft replaced. It's been two years. Yeah, Let us know if you on. need help with that. Yeah, I might need it. Might just actually hit you guys up and uh, <laughs> yeah, give me a take. Club. I told him I'm gonna take care of it before the beginning of this year, which was the season, I should say. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, granted, yeah. I've already started. Yeah, you've already played. Started, yeah, but um, I was gonna ask when you uh, so when you did all this purchasing all these clubs, did you guys sell like a little bit on eBay or like Craigslist before you like launched your website, or was everything right out of your website, right off of your website? No, so we sold on Facebook Marketplace, and then what Jake did was. Jake was like, okay, we need you need a website so you don't have to just go out in the garage and take photos of what you want to sell people and then make up prices, which was smart. So what we did is we used Facebook Marketplace as a lead generation tool to get people onto the website. Um, and so uh, we we really only used those two methods. And we didn't we mainly just sold through the website the whole time. People, are, you should get on eBay, you should get on eBay. But our thinking was throughout the process, we want to control the customer experience. And, and so part of that is not, sell, we don't want to sell on eBay because although I'm sure we can make, sell a lot of golf clubs, we don't get to control that experience nearly as much as we do through sure. our website. Do you agree with that, Jake? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and it, so much of this is about building, you know, a community and, and, and a following, right? I mean, you know, we're selling used golf clubs, you know, a second swing could sell the exact same club. Now, maybe it's more expensive, maybe it's not. But Probably at the end of the day, right, we really want to differentiate ourselves. And the way we can do that is is through that customer experience and through that education that we talked about. And so, you know, like Ben said, that's how we can control it. And if we were on Amazon, if we were on eBay, you know, it's a lot harder to do that. Right. That makes sense. Did you do you guys have like. um like when did you start kind of bringing everyone on the team? But you know, like you have you two that kind of you guys started it. Did you guys do a lot of the photos, doing all that, and then you were like, "Hey, we're yeah. really growing really rapidly. Like we need to get a warehouse and and build a team." Like what what was the steps on that? Yeah, so we our first hire was a a, a, a local high schooler named Ike because um, we were in college, so we couldn't we couldn't do any like the shipments or anything. So we, he would fulfill all the orders or meet people on a street corner to sell the clubs while we the club here, huh? 
it was like super sketch. Um, <laughs> you know, the whole, I feel Ike was a trooper for it though, but um, yeah, we, we started building our team fairly early and, um, and yeah, I mean, we, we have people that do photography, inventorying, shipping, you know, managing the warehouse, running trade-in events, running online trade-ins, um, finance stuff, a little bit of everything really. So our, everybody our, helps out with other roles as well. Yeah, I would say we started early, but at this time last year, we we probably had what four employees. Yeah, yeah, we we had like us. yeah, we had like and, four employees, and now we have like ten. So you know, I, I think we've we've definitely been growing a lot, and and it's largely out of necessity, right? If we're running, you know, two hundred trade in days, that's too much for one person to manage. If and if we're getting all those clubs in, then we have to hire more people in our warehouse to help process them. And we have to hire a full-time photographer. So I think it really came out of necessity and, and has, has scaled quite nicely. You know, I think we're at the point where we have a team that we love and and we're still Mm -hmm. trying to grow it, but you know, we feel really confident in in the group we have. I love hiring high school kids because like there's not a thought in their brain other than (laughs) work. Like I was explaining something to one of the, we, I just hired a high schooler. He loves cars. All seriously, he followed me on Instagram and all he does is send me reels of cars. <laughs> it's like 2 a.m. and I'm getting real. I'm like, dude, go to bed. That's um, and it's it's weird because he's like 18. So I'm like, I feel kind of weird. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm explaining something to him and I he's just like, that's kind of sketchy. I was like, Yeah, when you word it like that, yeah. He goes, sick, I'll do it. I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah. Yes. That's yeah. hilarious. So, you know, um, so you guys are obviously pretty well prepared and you guys come up with a really cool plan this whole business model is very very well thought, thought don't of, let um, don't let us fool you don't let it seems that way but well i'm sure like every business there's always flaws there's always you're learning something new every day right or you're 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 jumping Absolutely. through some sort of obstacle that's kind of part right. of the process but um like what do you guys see yourself maybe opening up another a warehouse somewhere else in a different area i mean is that something like maybe like a five-year plan or like what, what's like some of your goals you could do it in minneapolis yeah. and have us run around <laughs> i think that it's it's possible i think that um online retail is the future of retail the retail business as a whole especially in golf and finding new ways to you know make it easier for more people around the country to be able to take advantage of the great deals and the great experience we have is, is that's really what we're trying to do I mean, I could see us having some sort of like experience, experiential type place or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, you're, I'd say possible, but probably unlikely. I, I think, yeah. you know, like Ben said, you know, we're mostly online, not that we don't love Minneapolis or all the, you know, we get a lot of messages from Australia and they're like, when yeah, yeah, yeah. Australia's that now that's, that's right. Golf that Roots Europe, cool. Golf Roots Australia is not out of the question. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that we're, we're yeah. pretty regionally or sorry, we're pretty focused on, on building e-commerce mm-hmm. and, 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 and really selling at that. Um, that's our, our main focus right now. We know a guy in Australia. So if you want to start oh. it, we get Tim involved. Tim nukes that damn golf ball. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say like the brick and mortar kind of, I mean, that's obviously been kind of going away for quite some time you know right. the, the online e-commerce all that stuff is really kind of what's going to be the future but i know like so with like you're obviously gonna have to store the club so it's more or less like more of like a distribution or like a place right. like holds i mean that, that you could probably put it in a big warehouse in texas so it was more like that like well california arizona they're big golf 
the the, like the expensive cool thing, taxes for California, but uh, right. you know, yeah, Arizona the, was the golf mecca in the West over there. So that was more or less like maybe it's like another facility to like store yeah, clubs. Yeah, I, I think that that would be potentially more likely. I would right, say, right. fortunately, we you know Dallas is great for space and and relatively affordable and shipping so, and, and shipping, shipping that's right? Shipping We're similar so to Minneapolis. We're so central. Um, yep you know, that that's been helpful. So is that part possible? I'd say, you know, the distribution center more likely, but you know, like to your point, probably not a brick and mortar store. Yeah. Makes sense. Expensive, a lot of overhead, a lot of just, and, and people, and and I'm not going to name any names, but there are certain competitors out there who have, you know, stores and stuff. I mean, I've been to these stores and my God, they look expensive. You wonder why their prices are so shitty. They have to. Well, they have to keep the lights on somehow, right? Yeah, it's because they have thirty TrackMan simulators and thirty people on the floor at any given time. Okay. They have to boost their margin somehow, sure. right? And so that our our goal, if our goal is accessibility, kind of staying you know fairly lean, um, fits in with that goal pretty well. Um, and also the the warehouse vibe. People love visiting the, our warehouse. It feels like it's a hidden secret at all times. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, um, it's, it's not cool show. It, it used to be just baking racks. Now we've upgraded to like it, it nice used to be, wooden racks. I mean, well, for a year and a half, it was my parents' garage. So no one was yeah, allowed to come in there. I had to go drive the clubs for local pickups to a um, elementary school parking lot so that people wouldn't know where my parents lived. And then, and then, makes and then sense. It, yeah. It was a chiropractor's office for less than a year. And then, oh, wait, no, no, sorry, a little over a year. And then in June, we moved into our current space, and it's freaking amazing. So It looks nice. Yeah, it's, it, it looks huge, it's, too. It's pretty great. We love it. Well, if we're in Dallas, we're definitely going to we'll, better we'll, come we'll up. And see by. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there anything else that you guys might want to mention? We're just going to do a quick couple of rapid fire questions, and then we can wrap it up. And we'll love to have you on again, though. I said it, it, yeah. this has been awesome. Appreciate all the insight. I'm probably not allowed in Texas. But I love the horns down celebration too much. Hey, let's go. Horns down, baby. (laughs) My face. So I'm a West Virginia fan. So I love there's that that game. Will Greer throws that pass to David. I know you're talking about. Yeah. And he just goes up and just and that's when the NCAA is like, you can't do that anymore. And I'm David Sills is just like, fuck it, horns down, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I hate the Cowboys. Fuck them. Honestly, <laughs> they may yeah, just we I could get into a, a whole nother podcast about yeah, so yeah, we could, that. Don't worry. Let's do a sports podcast for sure. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, I mean, obviously golf is sport, but I mean, uh, maybe not. It's <laughs> golf and things. That's our podcast. Golf and things. That was so a close one. Yeah. 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 Golf yeah, and food. There, Sonny. <laughs> the Rangers are pretty cool. Though. Speaking like of. Rangers. Okay. Speaking of football, though, Super Bowl predictions. Who you guys got? Chiefs. Chiefs. Can't bet against Mahomes. Yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. If I'm if I'm gonna put money on it, I'm, I mean I'd like to see the 49ers win. I actually I don't really care who wins, but I would if I'm putting money on it, I think the Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah. I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I hope um, they I'm a Niners fan, so I, it's it's obvious. Favorite Instagram account. It could be golf related or non-golf related. Oh. Oh man. Oh man. I, I'm trying to remember the name of, of this. Oh god. This account is hilarious. Um Golf roots, I think. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, <laughs> I think I've heard I'm of- surprised nobody has said us yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't even follow us. That's shots. Uh oh, hey, mood swings golf. I love those. Oh, yeah, yeah. they are hilarious. 
They are, yeah. Uh, that's the one with uh, Trey Kennedy, I think. Right? Yes, Trey Kennedy is yes. so yeah, funny. I'm, one of my favorites is I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I love kids getting hurt. <laughs> oh my god is it brilliant i actually who we had on the podcast who was it that it was the four bros golf or whatever he oh. messaged me he's like hey what was and, he and he's like what was that yeah because he asked me he's like what was that instagram oh account god. you were liking i'm like dude that wasn't me that was them. that, that was, was me <laughs> man i would there's mine my, my non-golf one would be like a trash can paul i don't know if you guys have heard of that it's like super dark or not dark but like just really what is it called trash can <laughs> paul just these uh-huh. like crazy Sounds like my memes. kind of account to be but honest. More, yeah. more PC and golf memes. I'd say like rock bottom golf. I'm, I'm all about the memes. Oh yeah, rock bottom mm. golf. Some, yeah. Oh, they do, no. and they, they've, they've good good memes. I'm okay. I'm here. For <laughs> I've got I've got um, another one. There's there's one Spanish account that I follow called uh, Piedras Tirar, which means like like thrown rocks and they literally it's just it's just people submitting videos like throwing massive rocks off of things it, they're the dumbest videos you've ever seen and they have 1.1 million followers isn't that crazy how like some of those just like videos like pages like that just blow up do you guys remember um because i think we're all throwing rocks that's such a guy thing. It's <laughs> such a guy thing. I remember when I was like, six, I think I was like a senior or junior in high school when I was like, hey, let's get this potato past a million followers or whatever. No, it was an egg. Yeah, yeah, it was an egg. It was an egg. Yes. And it did. And it did. It did. I'm like, this is the dumbest thing. It just shows you social how media. Yeah, social media. Um, Favorite golf logo. Could be a clothing apparel uh, or apparel company. Could be a brand. Whatever you want. Anything golf related. Oh, oh, I know who I have. What's yours, Jake? Uh, East Side Golf. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's a guys. Good one. We met them at the PGA show. I immediately thought we need to change our logo. There's is so cool. Um, but you know, love what they're about. I think they approach the game and accessibility in, in a really similar way, value wise, but obviously a very different, you know, on the clothing side and merchandise, yeah. but, but love what they're about. Really awesome guys. And, you know, really I had cool. my hoodie on from them the other day. Great answer. Yeah. That's a good I'll second that. I'll second that. Second that. All right. Perfect. I don't know. I'll let you ask this one. It's kind of your famous, uh, famous question here. To wrap Ooh, what's your guys's walk up song? Like first T you got to make, like a good impression, you got like a group of like eight uh, behind you, so now you have pressure on the team. Oh my god, for sure. What is it? Love Sosa by Chief Keith. There we go, it okay. gets the people going. I don't know what to say. I'll, I'll, I'll just go with like back in black or something. Back in black, yeah, I'll take that. I picked the uh last week because I'm normally ter- like I try to like i come up with a lot of the questions but sometimes i just like i more or less try to ask it for the guests and the demo i was like yeah. what's yours and i was like catches me off guard so last week you know we asked that same one and i went with the uh the van halen with the, the michael jordan like the the bulls theme oh song. sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, in, like, a, that's a good one yeah i was like i had yeah, to call because really i was always pretty lame yeah yours yeah but that one was pretty that was that was good for two episodes do we do it for two episodes? No, I'm just saying, like, it's a good answer to, oh, to cover for. That's a great answer. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great answer. Yeah. Oh, uh, were you trying to play one? No, I'm scrolling. Just, here, I'm so. scrolling. Okay. Um, probably right now, like Pakistan by D Black Europe. 
Um, that one's been just like stuck in my head. I think if you walk up to that thing, people are like, what the Can you hell? play it for just a quick sec? Because I don't yeah. know which song that is. Oh, my volume's not on. See, like me, like six, seven years ago, I think I would like that. But now that I'm older, I'm older. See, the beauty of me, almost, six or seven years so. ago, would still love it. Yeah. And me, currently, is like, dude, I get to listen to this. Yeah. Good pick. Um, I love it. I don't know. I, I my music taste been all over lately. Oh, and like R and B, like Brent and Fias, or like. UK grime. I have no idea what's going on. I actually have a good like different set of genres of music. I listen to all sorts of different types. And I... Me too. Yeah. Yeah. My girl Carol G won a Grammy. There you go. I'm a Becky G, but I like Carol G G's better. Yeah. Yeah. Becky G's yeah. way better. No. Yeah. You're not seeing Carol? No. I've seen Carol. Have you not oh, seen Becky? Becky's way better. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, we'll have another debate on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we always Cowboys, what's that? Becky G. Yeah. Um, we always end with a food related question. I'll let Dom Dom ask it. So, as we discussed, I'm not allowed in Dallas, but <laughs> we end up going to Dallas. Where are we going to go eat? Oh, I mean, you got to have barbecue. I yeah. mean, that's that's a no brainer. Cadillac well, barbecue. Uh, is there a restaurant specifically? Barbecue. I yeah, go Lockhart's. Have you been there, Ben? Uh, yeah, I've been to Lockhart's. I love Lockhart brisket. Lockhart's, okay. Cat Cadillac barbecue. That's a that's the part of them. Only open that's- Thursdays and Fridays. It's from like 10 a.m. until they sell out on both oh, days. That's, Not open like any a, other day. I've heard of them. Yeah, dude, they're Cadillac they're barbecue. they're not Thursday and Friday. That's why. Like, why not like Friday Saturday? Like, what's the reason behind that? Because the I can sell retired. it out on a Thursday. The guys are tired. He's like. They, I mean, barbecue's so expensive. They yeah. make their money fast, and they sure. they're done in and out, huh? Yeah, I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thank so we really you. appreciate it. And let's uh, let's connect again here down the road. Maybe in the next couple months, we can can have another podcast episode. This is great. Thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely nice to meet you guys. guys. Keep up the great work. Yes, sir. Likewise. Take care. Yeah. Take care. All right. Bye.